LFSF Rainbow Radio. Bonjour et bienvenue. Hello and welcome to LFSF's Rainbow Radio. Today we have an interview with Danielle Echeverria, a journalist at the San Francisco Chronicle. Hello. Hello. So our first question would be, what made you want to become a journalist? Great question. Um, I didn't know I wanted to become a journalist actually until I was a junior in college, my third year of college. Um, I had no idea what to do. I knew I wanted to do something that could help a lot of people. I knew I was good at writing, but it, for some reason I didn't think of journalism. I just, I guess I didn't have a lot of exposure to it. Uh, I grew up in the Central Valley and I went to a really small high school. There was no like school newspaper or anything like that. Um, but I was in this class, a communications class at, at Stanford where I went to college. And there was a journalist who came in and talked about what she did. She talked about this big investigative story that she wrote that showed how uh, police were stopping, you know, in a regular traffic stop, uh, stopping black people more frequently than any other uh, racial group. And I just thought that was so interesting how she was able to write this story and really show this problem that existed with hard numbers and really prove it. And it, it made a big impact. And after hearing her speak, I knew, you know, maybe this is something I should do. So after class, I, I went and talked to her and then I became a journalist. <laughs> so you mentioned you go to Stanford. What did you study over there before you went to journalism? Did you, were you, what were you studying before that? I, I had this major that it, it was very broad. It was called science, technology, and society. And it was basically a little bit of everything, which is why I liked it a lot. Um, my, my focuses were communications and political science. So after I finished my undergraduate degree there, I stayed on for one more year and got a master's in, in journalism. Uh, so I guess how did you make your start like in the, in the world of journalism? Well, it was a little bit weird because when I was uh, a senior in college, it was 2020. So I would have graduated in, in June of 2020. And at that time, I was really looking for my first job in journalism, which was a, a terrible time to be looking for any job at all. Um, so I got really lucky. There's a program at Stanford that funds internships in journalism. So I begged and begged the editors of the San Francisco Chronicle to let me do an internship. And I was like, you don't even have to pay me. We've got this fund. And that's how I got my foot in the door. And so I did that internship, went back for my master's after that, and then they hired me full-time in 2021. So how long have you been a journalist with the San Francisco Chronicle? A little bit more than a year and a half. I started in, in June of 2021. So what kind of journalism do you practice? Like, what do you specialize in? My job is actually a, a general assignment reporter, which means you do everything, whatever, whatever needs to get done. So it's a lot of breaking news. It was a lot of COVID stories for a while because there was just such a need for that. So I kind of fill in wherever they need a little extra support. And um, what's your writing process? Very fast. That's all I can say. Um, I usually, when I am reporting a story, I go out to, you know, whatever event or I call whatever people I need to call. And I just take tons and tons and tons of notes. And then after I do all of that, I go back through all those notes, usually highlight things I thought were good or important, and then just like in one big swing, I write the story. Um, have you ever been put in a dangerous situation in order to do your job? 
I, I've never felt unsafe doing my job. They're very good about making sure we have all the resources we need. And if we're ever going to, you know, some kind of maybe a protest or a fire even that is, you know, a dangerous situation, uh, they make sure you have, you know, somebody else with you, a bunch of lines of communication set up. Um, I've never been directly to a fire, which I think is the most dangerous thing that a lot of our journalists do. I've been to towns affected by fires, but never while it was on fire. Um, I think the the time I felt most unsafe was in the height of COVID, like before vaccines and everything. They sent me into a COVID ward to mm. talk to people who had it. And, and that was pretty scary because I was, you know, I just didn't know if I would come back having COVID and give it to everyone I know. Uh, but the nurses there made me feel very safe. And, you know, we had covered head to toe and, and PPE at that time. So it was okay. I guess a sort of a broad question. What are you trying to sort of accomplish through journalism? That is a good question. I, um, what, one of the things I really love about being a journalist is taking things that are very complicated or that a lot of people don't understand and trying to make it simple and, and straightforward and kind of cut through all of the you know, all of the things you hear on social media or or just all of the noise I feel like we have in this world, just trying to boil it down to what is actually going on. But another thing that I do love is being able to give people kind of a window into a world they might not have seen before. Um, So usually that's through covering like community events or or little, just little cute things happening in San Francisco, getting to be there and, and show everyone else like, a slice of someone else's life. How do you manage to fight misinformation and to filter fake news? And would you consider these notions as a threat to modern journalism? Yes, I would definitely consider these a threat to modern journalism. It's one of the things I actually studied in college was misinformation and fake news. And I think as a journalist, one of the most important things we can do to, to fight that is just be very open about our process, um, how we got a story, who talked to, who didn't talk to us. I feel like a lot of times journalists assume everybody knows how our job works and all of the hoops we go through to get a story right, but usually people only see the finished product and they don't know how hard you work to get it there. And I think it's just very, very important to be more open about that process so people know like, this is what a, a real reporter does and the things we have to do to make sure that we got this story, you know, 100% correct or as correct as it could be at that time. Um, what would you say is your best achievement so far in journalism? I I wrote a story that came out in October that took me, it was my longest story I've ever written. It took me months and months to report. It was about the mental health system at Stanford. It was something I knew I wanted to write uh, since I was a student there, really, but um Last over the last like calendar year, there were a lot of suicides at Stanford, and I knew we had to write about what was going on, why there was such a mental health crisis, um, what resources the school did and didn't offer, and why. And it just you know talking to all the students for that story, trying to get answers out of Stanford, you know going through all of the editing process and trying to answer any question or any hole that someone might poke in that story was really a lot of work. I've never done anything like it, but I was very proud of how it turned out. Um, so how is your progress like breaking news? So usually when there's a big breaking news story happening, we have 
you know, a couple editors that are organizing everything, you know, from the office. And they have, you know, several reporters that they've assigned to different things. So usually we have a couple reporters that are staying back in the newsroom making a bunch of calls to, you know, people like the police or firefighters or whoever might know something. And then we have a couple reporters that's one of them is usually me that go out to the scene. Um, and then from there, either there's something happening and you can write about it or there's not and you're just waiting. Um, and then we're all kind of giving all of the bits of information that we have to one writer who puts it all together in a story that makes sense. What would you say is your favorite kind of news story to write? I like a lot of different stories. Um, you know, there's, there's something very fun about every story I've written. Uh, but one thing I have been enjoying a lot lately is I, I work on Saturdays and I usually get to cover, like I was saying earlier, fun community events on those days. So I did something like I did a dog surfing competition in Pacifica or I covered uh, the French presidential election, how it was conducted here in San Francisco. And those kinds of things are just so cool. People are very happy to see me there, which is not always the case. People are not always happy to see a journalist. But when the event is happy, they, they're, they're happy to see you. And those stories are just so fun to write. And usually people are so excited about them. And that's, that really is uplifting in a job that's not always uplifting. As a team, we've been able to read some of your digital articles, but do you also write articles that will be printed on paper? And if so, would you say there's a different stylistic approach to online journalism, maybe also paper journalism? Not really. I mean, all of the stories that I write for sure go online, and I would say 50 to maybe 60% of them also go into the paper, and I usually don't change anything about it. It just goes into the newspaper. The only thing... The only stories where you see a big difference are stories that use a lot of graphs and things, a lot of data, and I, I do a lot of those stories as well. And I, I know they change the graphics and try to add more for the print paper so people can tell what's going on, but it's just not the same as being able to see it online and click through a graph and all of that. Uh, but that's actually not something I'm involved with. So for the writing side, it, there's really no difference. Um, this might come off a little bit awkwardly as we're interviewing you right now, but do you have any stories of bad interviews or maybe a worst one? I actually have never had a bad interview. I'm knocking on wood. Uh, but usually, yeah, people are, you know, I've, I've had interviews where they don't give me the answers that I'm looking for or, you know, just kind of avoid all of my questions. But I've never had a truly bad interview. Um, have you ever done uh, articles outside of San Francisco? And if not, would you like ever want to try that? I, I've never done articles outside of the Bay Area. Um, I did one article one time about farmers across the country, but it was still COVID, so I didn't get to go anywhere. Um, but other than that, like Napa, you know, Marin, places like that, yes, but uh, never outside the Bay. Although I would, I mean, I'm, I'm open to anything, but I, I do love San Francisco, and I feel there's there's so many interesting stories to be done here first. Mm. And uh, what would you say was your craziest article? <laughs> I did. I wrote an article. It was it was just a crazy experience. It was like my my first week on the job. There was a, a big homeless encampment in Marin, and I went on a day to talk to these people and see you know what was going on there. And the police came and they cleared the encampment while I was there. And they had like a big bulldozer and it was just like a crazy scene. And I didn't know what was going on as it was happening. But 
after that, I had to just like sit down and write, you know, I was talking to these homeless people and this is why they said they're in Marin sitting on beachfront property. And then all of a sudden the police came and bulldozed them out of there. And it was, it was just a crazy experience for sure. You, you did say that you worked on Saturdays and you covered fun uh, events in San Francisco. So I'm just saying that if you are, if you do not have one for this Saturday, I'm pretty sure there is a U-17 uh, rowing regatta at Lake Merced <laughs> happening on Saturday. Um, <laughs> I, I, I myself will not be, be there, but I know it's happening, and that could be a potential fun activity to cover. And that has potential right. to be your craziest article. Yeah, there you go. I'll see what the editors have to say. <laughs> um, have you ever been involved in a school article? Yes, I have written uh, about Stanford, as I was talking about earlier, uh, but I've also written about high schools, a lot of different high schools here in, in San Francisco, including one I wrote recently about uh, UC admissions rates at Lowell and, and Mission High Schools, and that was fun. I actually got to go to Mission High School for that, which was the first time I've been in a school for a story, uh, like actually physically there and talked to students, so that was a, a fun experience. Um, you did mention earlier that you went in a small high school. Uh, which high school did you attend? I w I've, so I went to a high school in Bakersfield, which is in the Central Valley. It was uh, the Catholic high school mm -hmm. called Garces. Yeah, and so a uh, last question to end this interview is, have you ever been interviewed by uh, some wonderful and lovely students? <laughs> no, I haven't. This is the first time, and it's been awesome. Thank you. It has been crazy even. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Danielle Echeverria, for coming for this interview. And this was an interview done by LFF students such as Adam Gavalda, Colin, Pierre, Oliver, and Arthur. Thank you very much. Thank you. We hope to see you again uh, soon in Les Français Rainbow <laughs> Radio. <laughs> SF Rainbow Radio.